Well, I am so glad you all have tuned back in for another episode of the Echo Stop Live podcast. I'm Kevin here with my good friend, Kurt. What's up, man? What is going on? We are, we are sitting amidst a uh, hazardous uh, construction <laughs> zone here. Yes, we um, are. Yes, we are. But like all things that are in the process of work, so is the health of our community. And so we brought in somebody that uh, has already been having an amazing conversation with us. And uh, all I intend to do this morning, and I'm so glad you tuned in, is just to continue that conversation and hope that our viewers are, are half as inspired as I am and uh, twice as motivated to go out and do something with this conversation well, because otherwise we're just talking, right? Absolutely, man. We've had a great conversation so far, which we were already recording, and I think we probably were, right? But anyway. We might be, <laughs> but hey, we got a guest. Yes, we do. We, yes, are, we, do. Uh, we are in the presence of greatness. One of the best lieutenants on the department is sitting yes. here with us, right? <laughs> yeah. We voted earlier today. So yeah, we did. Right. we did. We did, man. We did. Yeah. But uh, yeah. uh, Lieutenant Brown, why don't you introduce yourself and just kind of tell our viewers, uh, tell us your story. I always ask people their story. And, and when I say story, like tell us about the police department, but, but tell us your story. Why are you here? A brief story. Mm -hmm. uh, it's in the military. Reductions in force kind of hit a lot of us, and I needed and wanted to do something outside of that that was kind of close to what I done in the military. So here I am with the Mobile Police Department 29 years later, nice. and and I'm loving it. I haven't had a great time, had a great run, and still uh, running. He said a great run. I had a yeah. great run. <laughs> I have to walk the now. Well, you're walking with most yeah, of us. Yeah, then. I had to walk now, but I had a great run. Uh, law enforcement uh, means a great deal to me because, you know, I told the guys when I interviewed to come on to put the uh, police department that I wanted to make a difference and help out. I know a lot of folks say that, but I meant it. And uh, I'm able to make some contributions. Uh, can't fix everything, but I think uh, I'm going to keep trying to do that. I'm trying to try to figure out what the problems are and guide my young people to mm -hmm. kind of figure out what's going on and how to help people. Right. A whole lot better. So, so I, I, sometimes yeah. we go into these things and we start and we kind of uh, take light steps and get. To, I'm going straight for the hard questions, sure. okay? Because I've been listening to you what's for a few minutes and and when I listen, I'm, I'm listening for a reason. Your, all right. What is your hard? So question? yesterday, yesterday we had a conversation um, with a few folks, and one of the things we brought up was sort of the transgression that law enforcement itself has made. Okay. And so you have this traditional law enforcement idea, mm -hmm. we'll call it of, of years gone past, right? Which is the what and where right. the crime is. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, go sit there because there was a crime at first in Main Street, right? And so we put a car there. And then we mm -hmm. and then we, we identify a map and we say, well, that's where our problem is. So we send source, you know, resources there. And everything's about there and the what and the where. Mm -hmm. Then we kind of migrated into this intelligence-led policing model, which a lot of agencies are still pushing, right? And it right. asks the why. Well, why is that happening? And and who's the one bad actor out of those 10? And if we get that one bad actor off the street, we can mm -hmm. cut crime down by 60%. But Curtis and I are, are pushing past that, and we've really taken this additional approach, which we're, we're, we're using this holistic-led policing strategy. And, and my question to you is this. We have to move past the why and that one back. How do we stop the legacy of people that come behind that person so that not only we reduce crime, but we prevent it from ever happening? If you go back to the original mm -hmm. core of law enforcement, it's not to arrest and apprehend is to prevent crime. That's right. So how do we use our enforcement? You're on the front lines, and we're gonna right. we're gonna get to the reason you're here, which right. is a tremendous following you have on social media. Right. But 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 the reality of it is, the deep thinking question I have today is is based on what I've hear, heard you say. You know how to use your story, how to use your passion for what you do. So we stop those that come behind that and create a positive legacy, not a negative. One. Okay, take a breath. 
Anyway. Yeah, that's a big okay. Ron, go. <laughs> that, that's, that's a huge question. It is. And, yeah. and, and I'll, my honest answer is it takes, a, it takes all mm. of it. You got to have intelligence mm. led policing. And uh, if you don't have that, you're not identifying the problem. Mm. So in a nutshell, and we didn't have that you know, when I came on the police department <laughs> 29 years ago. We didn't have that at all. And it was, it was the, the same pattern. We was repeating in the pattern that went for, you know, decades. Mm. And so now, uh, community-oriented policing, awesome concept, introducing officers back to the community, but you gotta have officers that actually want to do this. If you just say, hey, you go there and knock on a door, that's zero input, it's gonna get zero gain. So now we're, we're, we're doing intelligence-led stuff, and then, now not only that, now we're communicating with people. Mm. And so you're always gonna have them naysayers. You always so you prepare yourself for that. These people will say it's not going to work. Dismiss that. Put them out. Of, put them out of mind and start concentrating on the folks that are actually going to buy into it. And by buy into it, that means the police has to buy into it as well as the community. And then if you get those two things going together, mm. now you can you can leave a legacy behind. And let's mm. talk about community for a second because you're really big on next door, and you've been on it now since what 2014. 2014. Right? So you've created a big following of people, uh, not because you're the police on next door, but because you come across as this real person who uh, is relatable, right? Right. And, and you talk about things that you've seen while you were out in the field for that shift or maybe at some other point in time uh, that bothered you enough to where you're like, hey, community, hey, people, my fellow yeah. citizens. Yeah. Uh, what's going on here? Right. And, and they connect with you. Yeah. Take a breath. Let me yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that the connection was there. Uh, what I wanted to do is, you know, again, from a position of authority, it's easy to say, hey, you know, lock your doors. Mm -hmm. uh, don't leave your keys in the car. Don't leave guns in the car. The water folks know that. Mm -hmm. We've been preaching that. So I, I wanted to try a different tact. I wanted to strip me down mm. and look at it from the eyes of an ordinary citizen that don't have to wear a badge, that don't have to go out and patrol and say, hey, I saw this, mm. and this is what I want you to know. And I'm not gonna influence you in it. This is what I see. I keep it bare bones and I keep it, just put it right out there for them to see. Mm. This is what's going on. This is what you need to be aware of. Well, listen, uh, 29 years in and and is it fair to say that you've evolved? You know, were you that run? I would say that there were definitely pieces of that run back when, okay? Uh, but have you, do you feel like you've evolved? And if so, how? I'm a work in progress. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll say that. Um, I knew how I wanted to police. Mm -hmm. When you and I uh, joined the police mm -hmm. academy, I knew after the fact how I wanted to police. Okay. and. As time went on, I, I wanted to find better ways to, to, to do my job. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yes, I've evolved to the extent that I realize that I can't do my job without the public. I can't do my job without the community. But, but law enforcement needs this legacy, too. And, and what mm -hmm. I'm hearing is you, you're using the word evolve, which is good, but really what we're doing is refining wisdom, right? And so, so what you thought you knew 29 years ago, yeah. would you, could you honestly say that it's the exact same thing you know today? Oh, absolutely not. And you've mm -hmm. shared those discerning moments 
with the troops that are following you around, the, the right. next generation of law enforcement. Right, and, uh, and they'll share it too, because uh, if you stay stagnant, if you stay static, you're not gonna you're not gonna evolve. You, you, only thing you're gonna do is keep repeating the same process, and uh, we already know that if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different right. result, mm -hmm. then it's insanity. So, mm -hmm. I think law enforcement has to be willing to, to you know, come out and meet the people, meet them, meet me. I mean, it's not our way or the highway, certainly not, because at the end of the day. The community has this final say so. But how important is that, though, Ron, when you, when you think about it? Because now more than ever, uh, oftentimes, to be candid, um, officers don't always live in the immediate area in which they police, right? Right. And that in and of itself creates a void in, in relationship because you're not at the ballpark with that person who right. lives in that neighborhood or your kid does not attend the same school that that that, that uh, person child attends. True. So how important is it for you to, ex to go the extra mile in trying to, in, to try to create a relationship, I guess, more than anything else, with that person or persons so that uh, you can kind of fill that void that, that is obviously there uh, as we continue to, to see the, uh, the, the, I guess, the migration of officers leaving law enforcement and having to find ways of attracting people from outside the area to come here and, and, and so on. It's extremely important in that if you don't understand, first of all, why the problem is occurring, mm -hmm. we know there's a problem, obviously we're mm -hmm. called there, but I wanna know why it's occurring. Mm -hmm. And if you don't ask the questions and if you don't make yourself relatable, you'll never get the answer. Right. So let's talk about relatable because you, and the why. I mean, you went right back to the exact point we opened, mm -hmm. which is, is you have to ask why. You have, we got to stop yeah. going just to the what and where, and we got to say why. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to always be at the what and the where. You're right. So let me ask you this question. Go back in a time capsule for a minute. Mm -hmm. The first time you sent out something on uh, on next door and you tried it with your different approach, what was your reaction when you saw what the reaction was from the community? I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so like, tell us about that. Yeah, like, was, what, uh, what did that inspire you to do? It, it made me think about, first, I, I think a lot about what I'm going to write before I write it, and, and I want to be true to it, or else I won't write at all. And uh, so when I saw people saying, hey, you know, thank you, or they, they're, they're commenting on it, I was like, wow, they, this is what they want to, to read. They don't want to just read a bunch of stuff that, you know, because one my, my boss is, is sending them crime stats, and that's something that they want. People want to know what's going on, you know, in their neighborhoods and around them. So, I'm certainly not going to regurgitate what he puts. So I was like, well, what do I do? Mm -hmm. What What do I write that that's you know that's unique to the community I'm serving, and and tell them, you know, hey, here's what's going on, and here's more detail about what's going on without violating anyone's rights, without saying, you know, expressing my own opinion about things. I just put it out there and, mm -hmm. and put myself in the equation as a writer, and that's it. You know, obviously the community, when they when they respond, that's a clear indication that they really are appreciating the, the engagement, the interaction that you're creating with them. Uh, but what is the response that you're getting from fellow officers that mm, that good. that see the see those posts? Uh, I, I haven't gotten any response in that. <laughs> I mean, but and it, it, you got to think it's a lot of us that's posting. And so, you know, it's, it's one of the things that, you know, we post on next door, but I don't see a lot of them is the, is the reason why. I see my supervisor and, you know, he, 
he'll tell me good job. And that's good enough for me, but I don't get a chance to interact with the rest of the guys. Do you see an increase uh, in people engaging in Nextdoor since 2014, uh, since you've been on? Yes. In uh, terms of officers? In terms of officers, uh, the, the, the primary post is the next door right now, mm -hmm. shift commanders, okay. uh, precinct command, shift commanders and precinct commanders. Gotcha. So uh, patrolmen and uh, patrol supervisors aren't posting. Well, and here's, here's my question, um, and, and, and I'm not going to get political here, but, no. but, I, but we did use the word opinion. And mm -hmm. so I'm a big believer in opinion. Okay. As a matter of fact, it's, it's one of the few things that no matter where you live in the world, you have one. Yeah, whether you're allowed to share it or not, that's the question. That's the question. And whether or not we want to attack somebody because they've shared it, that's the problem. Right. Right? So you and I don't have to agree, although we do. I'm, 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 I'm one of your biggest fans in listening to what you're doing because I believe this is how we, how we get the message out. But let's just say we disagree. We could still share our opinions and say, hey, I accept your opinion and, and, right. I, and I hear it because now I know your story, right? And so my question, and, and to follow on to Curtis, is like listening about officers, whatever. I think we put people in this box and we say because you're an officer you can't share your opinion because you're uh, in this position you have to avoid these four corners because if you stay away from these things you might offend somebody and I, I granted I don't want to offend somebody we certainly don't want to violate rights right but that may be part of the reason why we're in the predicament we're in right now is because we've scared people into thinking that if they express what they're really seeing that there's some ramification when in fact the community wants to know what's really happening. Correct. And so, so we have to do what you're doing, which is I believe we have to be honest. And I'm mm -hmm. not saying we call anybody out or we, we make fun of anybody, but by, by all means, yeah. that's not what we're doing. But if it really happened, why can't we really say that it happened? And why can't we really have that discussion? And without picking a side or opinion, everybody has their own opinion, but like, why can't we have that dialogue? And you should be able to. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think if you don't, you actually, it's a huge mistake. It's a huge error. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel like, you know, I've got a supervisor and I got a, I got an assistant chief. And I'm not saying there's things to make those guys, you know, to, to shine on those guys. What I'm just saying is that I've worked with them and in, in, in for them before in the past. And, and I think they'll give me that latitude. I've, I've always been one to just say whatever's up here is coming <laughs> out. And, and I can't control that. But uh, I know how to keep it keep it simple and I know how to put it out there and then mm -hmm. and you're absolutely right if, if we restrain these young guys these young officers from from saying and speaking their and speaking what's actually going on in the, in the calls some of them you know you got to curtail it mm -hmm. you, you got to be smart about it but yeah you can put it out there I think the key is what you said earlier it's about pausing long enough to make sure that that emotion is not dictating the response, right? But a rational thought, right? To reason, yeah, and call for action, right? Is the thing that's most important. That is that's hugely important. It's important mm -hmm. to me, and so when I write about what I've seen, mm -hmm. I make sure I take myself out of the center of it, and because then I'm, if I don't do that, I'm influencing yeah. the people that's reading what I'm. But this platform mm -hmm. is a virtual way of community policing. This is no mm -hmm. different than stopping at a store or a store and, and talking over the counter. One of the yeah. best ways. I, I, I tell you, I, I like the setup that I saw here. I like what you guys do. This is another way to, to get us out there. Mm -hmm. And we're catching up with it and, and we're doing it and I love it. Well. It's another form of communicating uh, when you don't live next door to the person or live in the community with them. Uh, you said something earlier before we uh, started, and you were talking about 
your neighborhood and how sometimes people see the police and they're afraid to speak, right? Yeah. Because they see that yeah. car, they see you, you have this stern look, uh, but, but, <laughs> but, so your neighbors are like, hey, I'm a little bit afraid to say hello, uh, but you initiate the, res- the, the action, oh, yeah. you wave, then they realize like, okay, okay, he, he's, he's, he's cool. Right. And they wave back. And before you know it, there's this, this, this engagement that goes a step above that, right. where, hey, I'm so-and-so. Uh, you know, we don't always have to do that. It's great when we do, especially in communities. But what we're talking about now is next door and using that technology to do those things where people get a chance to hear you speak about the things that concern them. Right. And realize that you guys are more alike than you are different. And that was my approach in with Nextdoor. The same mm-hmm. way uh, we were discussing me waving, that, that was kind of me doing the same thing with Nextdoor and saying, hey, this this is Ron Brown. Mm-hmm. This is the guy that just went to this call. And, mm-hmm. and, and let me tell you about what I saw, person to person, me to you, instead of me being, you know, Lieutenant Brown, and, and these are the things you should not do. Let me tell you what I saw. Mm-hmm. And uh, you make your mind up from there, but let's, let, let's just all agree that this is the problem. Right, and, and, and I'm sorry, I know you had a thought. Uh, uh, no, I did, it, it, okay. it's, 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 it's important because I yeah. get them very very seldom, and so, oh, uh, but really? no, go okay. ahead, you share yours first. <laughs> no, you know, we, uh, I'm, thinking about, I'm thinking back about one of the um, uh, uh, comments you had about something that took place and it had to do with shots being fired or something. Yeah. And and you were very eloquent in your response, uh, but I think that it resonated with so many people because you weren't trying to shame someone, but you were trying to make people realize, hey, parenting matters, right? It does. Okay, and, and how do you be okay with something that your children are doing that clearly is wrong and 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 getting on on some social media platform and actually boasting about it yeah i saw that and uh and in fact it wasn't the first time i, I saw that then having to view view officers mm-hmm. videos of a young man and, a, and another young man exchanged mm-hmm. gunfire and the mother actually you know she cheered on her son she thought that it was a nice thing for him to be doing this mm. is just a body body footage, body one camera footage, mm-hmm. and then the next one I, re- I go on a call, and a neighbor calls in, and, and she's like, hey, these guys are shooting, and these other guys that they're shooting at are shooting back at them, so me and my guys, we get there, and I kind of stand off and let the guys do the work, and then I hear the mom saying, yeah, you know, they, they did right, they, they, go, they went after them, and I was like, really? Mm. You, you don't care that someone just just came to your house and, and shot at your children and shot your cars and, and endangered your neighbors and then your children, you know, chased these guys down and shot back at them. And I was like, what kind of world are we living in where a parent mm-hmm. condones that? Forget about the little children. And there was a party going on at this house mm-hmm. with a jump of thun and, and young people around. And I was like, wow. Yeah, unfortunately, this is where we are, but this is not what we have to accept. No, absolutely not. So, uh, and I feel like, um, you know, it's not by a lack of effort. And the reason I say it's not by a lack of effort is because we put forth all the effort that's required to build walls and barriers. Mm -hmm. We want to build a wall and a barrier. We're going to we're going to put the effort for it. But when somebody comes to you and says, 
I really need you to do the hard work, which is to tear down this barrier and actually to step into the role that you you assume, mm -hmm. right, wrong, or indifferent. You assume this right. role. This is your role. Right. You were parented, and now it's your turn to parent. I agree. Right? And so that's a hard conversation. People don't want to have that hard conversation, but you can tell them there's a thousand bricks here. They'll build a thousand brick wall right. because mm -hmm. it's easier You're to right. divide. It's easier to not, uh, to not face the issue than it is to face the issue. I believe if we have those hard conversations now, like you're having, then all of the subsequent conversations are easier, right? Because we're not having to tell are. somebody how to parent. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, okay, this happened. Where do we need to go from here? Right. Mm -hmm. That and maybe in just a way, your your social conversations and your in-person conversations are actually helping people figure out what, and not shaming them, but calling right. out what the problem is. Right. Maybe we can tear down some of these walls. Well, I think you know it's easy to point fingers, and and, and I won't do that. What I what I like to do is find, like Curtis and I spoke mm -hmm. earlier, find out the why. Mm -hmm. and, and what I found out there is that there's a definite disconnect. We, we got a parent that thinks it's okay to, to condone what's, what their children are doing, and that's a problem. Mm. And are all parents doing it? No. Are some of them doing it? Most definitely, uh, particularly with gun violence. And, and I get it. They, they, my children need to have these guns in order to protect themselves. It's a terrible mentality. It's a mm -hmm. terrible seed that's been planted. Mm -hmm. When if you know, and then that thought process is wrong. Well, we we got to change that, and and he's doing a great job at changing that. But now we're seeing that it's a core problem. More and more, you know, gun violence, and more and more young people. Every time you look around, they they're shooting themselves, and it's look, you know, shooting each other. Why? I think you know, a lot of times we look at problems, and we try to contain the problem without mitigating the problem. That's right. Um, and ultimately with the desire to eradicate the problem. Um, but to only contain the problem in and of itself only allows that, prob that problem to find its way out of that containment yeah. and go elsewhere and metastasize. Now you have pockets of it all over the place. So, you know, you've, you have literally three decades of law enforcement experience. Uh, what are you saying to your young officers today uh, to try to give them uh, pieces of wisdom because they cannot absorb all that you have to give them at no, one time? No, Okay. Uh, so What I'm telling them now is to, to think about it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to rush into every situation because if you do, you're wrong. You, you're going to make mistakes. Mm. Assess the situation. Mm -hmm. they, they're taught that, but it, it really makes a lot of sense to think about what it is you're doing look at the bigger picture mm -hmm. and then make a decision from there. You, you don't have all day to make a decision, but right. at least give yourself the time and to, to think about what it is you have. Think about who, what the call is, mm -hmm. who's calling in, what you're dealing with and how you're going to approach it. That's where a lot of mistakes are made is we, we rush in and we automatically assume that the person we're going to count is wrong. Mm -hmm. So I, I, uh, this is a great conversation, and I know we're, we're slowly winding down here, so I want to throw two, two questions at you. Okay. Um, one question, but for two different groups of audiences. And, and by the way, for our viewers, um, echostoplive at gmail.com is an email address we use where you can communicate with us directly. You can send a message to us. Um, if you've got a message for, um, for the good lieutenant here, uh, send it to us, and we'll definitely get it to him. If you've got ideas, suggestions, this isn't something we do to broadcast out. This is something we do to in. in, in Side a conversation mm. uh, that you can come in and participate with us. But on that note, as we kind of uh, close out here before I give Curtis the final word, um, what do you say to people who are, are listening 
and they're thinking about, maybe I do want to go into law enforcement. I'm not sure. I watch the news a lot. I see a lot of crazy things. But I'm thinking I want to do this. Like, I feel this calling inside of me, and I don't know what to do with it. And what do you say to the community member who's not thinking about going into law enforcement but wants to stand up and do something in their community? What do you say to those two groups of individuals? Uh, it's, it's a wonderful job. It really is. Uh, television and, and the media make it seems that we're the bad guys. We're not. We're, we're ordinary people. We're, we're the people that you put your trust in to come here and do the job. It's, it's uh, very rewarding. I've, I've had a, an extremely good time. Uh, throughout the years and you know I'm still having a good time I, I'm, I still feel it I still want to get out there and do it and uh, for for the person that that's got doubts about it don't you know just come here and try it for the person that's in the community that's on the fence you don't know till you get in the car with us and see what it is we do and uh, you know it ain't all of the fear that's involved in, that you're seeing and you know with us getting shot at and all this that's few and far between what it is is serving the community. What it is is making a difference. And everybody can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Everybody can make a difference. I like the way you, yeah. you said that. That's, that's, that's good. That, that comes back to truly it takes all of us. And everybody has a role in making us yes. uh, bigger and better. Mm -hmm. Kurt, I'm going to let you have the final thought on today's conversation as we uh, roll this one out. Well, I don't have a lot to say other than, Ron, I will tell you, three decades, man. Yeah. And in those three decades, uh, clearly you did not. Um, do the last decade or the second decade the way that you started doing it. No. So if you are doing anything the, the same way that you were doing it 20 years ago, then you've missed it. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You've missed it. I missed it. You didn't miss it. You didn't you miss, miss it. it. But no. that person who actually is still doing it the same way and not trying to adapt new ideas, new oh. thoughts. Yeah. You, they're lost. missing it. They're missing it. <laughs> yeah, they're lost. Uh, yeah. You got to grow with it. Yeah. Well, growth is important. And I'll mm -hmm. tell you what, I've, I've uh, been really excited um, at not only our conversation here, but we've talked to several officers. Mm -hmm. We've had many conversations along the way and um, not met one on this department that I've dealt with and on the many departments that we deal with, even in our other outside uh, you know, roles in the department, that's let me down to think, oh, gosh, we missed it here. I think what happens is when we lump everybody into one category yeah. and we say this is the group, right? we lose the individual. But mm -hmm. you're an individual and you have a story and there's many like it and, and we're just blessed. Um, I, I've said all along like the greatest thing that I have is, is God's put me here and I don't really have to do anything other than just cherish the opportunity of the blessings which are the mm -hmm. people. And so I get them the stuff they need. I help them do their job. I listen to, to the views that they have. And this is what you do for your troops, the next generation. We have to fire, uh, find the people to bring here who are spirit led, who are gonna replace us. And we have to be comfortable yeah. with being replaced by those people. Yeah. And that's the exciting part about what we are yeah. in our profession, yeah. I think yeah. all you of us. You didn't give me the last word. I wanna have the last word. Uh, well, <laughs> Can I have the last word now? Actually, I have it written down yeah, on the yeah. next card. I was okay. gonna hold it up. You didn't give me the last word. Ron, look, man, I will tell you that you, have been a guy that has stood in the gap in law enforcement for 30 years, okay? Uh, and my hope is that those who have come to know you in those 30 years that have trained under you actually have taken just a little bit of what you've had to share with them. I think they have. Uh, most of them are actually uh, section commanders now. <laughs> so okay. I did my job. I, yeah, I told good. those guys a, a, a while back that I'm, I'm training my replacement. And, and they'll tell you that I told them that. And the idea that it was then was for them to 
you know, outdo me. And, and I've succeeded in that. Well, you've been making a difference and you continue to make a difference. So, yeah. Well, we thank you for being here, Kurt. Thank you for the, for the, for the final, final word. As always. And we will <laughs> sign out until we see you next week at our Echo Stop Live podcast. We're so grateful um, that you've chosen to take this journey with us. Um, can't wait to see you. And I hope you're excited about to see where we are. And uh, we'll see you then. Take care and be safe until then.